Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast, where our mission is to provide woodworking education for all levels and all types of woodworkers. To find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, visit us on the web at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or follow us on Twitter at NWA underscore national. Now to our host, Tom Iovino, Diami Palatki, and yours truly, Chris Adkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the 46th edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking. No, we haven't gone anywhere. We're just getting back into our stride here in the new year. Um, let's go around. We've got Chris uh, Atkins, Diami Plotki, and myself. Chris, what's going on in snowy Atlanta, Georgia? Snowy Atlanta. How about uh, snow dust? Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't get snow very often here, so uh, the... We had that a little bit yesterday, and basically it was just completely a disaster. But uh, you know what? The kids got out of school today, and uh, it was fun. They don't ever get to go out and play in the snow, so they got to go outside and play a little bit. What, so. what, was it was it their first? Was there their first time seeing it? No, no, no. I mean, we go. We we still go up to North Carolina. First time playing in the snow? Oh, no, okay. No, 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 we go up to North Carolina a oh, lot, okay, all right. so we they get to see okay, snow so up there was, a lot. The first time in your own neighborhood? It, in the in the neighborhood, it was the second time I think the six year olds ever played in the snow here. Uh, first time for the three-year-old. Actually, the last okay. time that it snowed so what, in Atlanta the shop, was uh, the last time it snowed in Atlanta was when the three-year-old was born. So, oh, yeah, intriguing. Yeah. Well, she could always be tied in with that. <laughs> hey, what's going on in your shop, man? Just uh, I actually got a little bit of time this weekend to get in there and kind of. Uh, first of all, we had uh, just over Christmas and stuff. Seemed like uh, we'd done so much things. Um, you know, moving stuff around the shop was kind of a disaster. So I got in there and got everything back in, uh, back in good shape and, uh, spent a couple hours just, uh, working in the shop a little bit and, uh, had a couple of boxes and things I was working on, trying to get wrapped up. So finished up a few of those and, um, trying to get ready for some, some more projects and had a video to shoot this weekend too. So it's about it. Okay. I keep busy. Yeah. Now in not, in, in not too snowy Long Island or has been snowy already, hasn't it, Diami? Yeah, we got a couple inches of snow on the ground, but we're real men and we know how to handle snow. So, my kids went to school today. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Whatever. Didn't get the snow day. All right. Well, Diami, well, since yeah. since you're you know got the kids off to school, what what's going on in the shop by you? Very little. Uh, I'm sorry to say, I was away last week and I managed to catch the flu and bring it home with me. And I'm a, in a sad, sad mm-hmm. state of affairs right now. I got a pile of calendars on my workbench, and that's about all I got going on in the shop right now. Is your shop wow. warm though? But you come on. Wow. Is your shop warm though, Diami? I know me, you got all that insulation. Oh, my in shop it. is toasty warm. It's toast. It's yeah. Okay, good. The shop. I mean, this is you know, this has actually been a Diami. This has actually been a good uh, a good uh, winter for you to check the insulation in the shop because it's been and pretty it, cold. It has been fantastic. Yeah, it's been cold as hell, and the, the shop is warm. I I would have to say it's probably about fifty five, sixty in there, and that's because I have the heater turned way down. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's toasty and uh, it's fine. Good, good. Well, okay, well, once you get on the mend, I'm sure you'll be back in the shop doing all kinds of other stuff. Now, for me, gosh, um, you know, my shop is a frigid, uh, it's in the 50s here uh, because it's been cold and rainy all day here in Tampa Bay. And um, although by the weekend we are expected to get to 80 degrees, so I'll take you it. Um, well, you know, it beats the snow. Um, but anyway, what's going on in my shop? Well, you know, I don't know if you, anybody's been following the blog, but I, we got a new TV um, a bigger TV than we had up front and that corner entertainment center I had built wasn't big enough to fit it. So I'm still in the process of building a front entertainment center, um, for the TV, the uh, DVD player, the uh, stereo, all that other stuff that's going to go in there. 
Um, so I'm, I'm building my first set of uh, sliding doors, which has been a real interesting experience because, you know, you're kind of doing it on the fly. And it, it's actually kind of interesting. I'm using hardwood to create runners, um, a track system, and then just uh, some screw-on hardware from uh, I picked up at Rockler that really uh, works simply. It's just a really simple design. And I went with the sliders because each of the cabinets I built was uh, four feet wide or just about four feet wide. And, um, you know, a two-foot-wide door swinging in the room is going to take a lot of room. So uh, the sliders have actually been a pretty decent idea. It actually worked out pretty well. So hopefully I'll have that done soon. I can get that all taken care of. And, uh, you know, from there we can, uh, we can move on to uh, some new and exciting projects. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's what's going on here in the shop right now. As a matter of fact, I'm seeing all the stuff I have to get done, and it's, it's intimidating. <laughs> nice. But anyway, what's you'll get through? So it what's somehow. going on? Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure one day I will persevere. So let's talk about what's going on in and out of the MWA. Um, first of all, let's talk about this past weekend. Our friend yeah. Chris Wong and his shop stool build off. Was that an event or what? Yeah, that turned out really well. I mean, there was a lot of participation in that. I mean, you you go online, and for those of you who don't know, it was it was basically uh, you know Chris Wong. He he set this up. Um, you know, with, with kind of the, the Twitter group, um, and, uh, basically set up a shop build off to where there was a weekend that everybody just jumped in and, and built a, um, a shop stool. And, mm-hmm. and it was your own design and, and just try to come up with whatever you creative design you could on this. And, uh, really had some awesome, some awesome looking stools that came out of it. I'd be curious to see what his final numbers were. I know he had 80 people sign up. Unfortunately, right. I think I wasn't the only person who wasn't able to build along after signing up. Um, I know that you had until until the end of Tuesday to submit it, mm-hmm. and I think as of the end of Monday, with about 24 hours to go, he only had like 20 submissions. So I'm hoping a lot of people got off their butts and managed to finish up and give him submissions. I got to talk to him about that, but it seems to have been just a great event, and a lot of the stools I saw were really nice, and some of them were amazingly fast, some of them were amazingly detailed, some of them had a silly amount of research and design put in behind them before people started. Um, it was really ran the gamut of all the different ways you could build a stool. Yeah, you most know, definitely. Yeah, I mean, and that's the, that's the beauty about this, you know, kind of a project like that. You know, you say build a shop stool, and then the parameters you just have it done by a certain date. Um, by doing that, you know, you get some really just wild designs out there, and some and such a variety of you know people with different skill sets, different joinery techniques. So, I mean, uh, you know, what I understand, Chris is going to be uh, getting a couple of uh, judges in. Actually, he's got a few prizes he's going to give away. So the idea is that they're going to be uh, looked at, and eventually they'll all be posted, which I think will be kind of a kind of a cool little study in and how you can group build something. And, it's going um, to be and, really interesting to see them all once he does post them. He's, he said exactly. he's going to post pictures of every stool, and that's going to be that's going to be impressive. When you see that all together, it's going to be uh, something you can kind of look at and go, "Wow, you know, I had no idea you could have that creativity in there." But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be one of those uh, one of those projects. It's going to be uh, hopefully he'll do something similar to it again. Obviously, it probably won't be a shop stool, but maybe next year I'll have another uh, build off where it's another piece of shop equipment or shop furniture or something like that. Where it'll be kind of cool. Maybe, you know, who knows, maybe the big knockdown uh, assembly table build-off or something. But, you know, well, hey, you know, we, he sells a year yeah. to come up with some good ideas. So maybe you yeah. guys could, uh, if you want to weigh in, maybe you could throw us some ideas that we could forward Chris's way because I'm sure he's going to be racking his brain trying to think what the next idea is going to be. So We'll have links to it in the show notes, of course, but if you go to Chris's site, it's flairwoodworks.com. Yes, yes, and Chris runs a heck of a site out there, and uh, he's in – He's in uh, British Columbia, isn't he? Um, I believe so. That's right. He's up, 
Yep. Yeah, I believe he's up he's up near Vancouver. So a real trendy town up there. And you know, of course, you know, he's he's kind of an avant-garde kind of forward-thinking woodworker. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Hey, uh, what's going on in Boston uh in February, late February? Uh the the uh, furniture project is coming, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh I actually in the last podcast I meant to ask about the furniture project, and then the following day I got an email from them, or maybe it was a tweet from them. Um <coughs> excuse me. They are they are finally coming around and there will be a furniture project 2014 their site which is designbuildshow.com still a little sketchy mm-hmm. on the 2014 event but it's going to be at the seaport world trade center as it has been in the past it'll be the weekend of february 21st through the 23rd and each year they pick a category and if you build within that category you're then invited to attend the show and show your piece in their section so this year, the category is chimney cabinet. And if you go to Furniture Project, or you go to designbuildshow.com, rather, and click on the blog link, or you can just follow the notes in our show notes, um, the blog post about the chimney cabinet describes what's needed. But it's very simple. There's a basic footprint they want the cabinet to fit inside of, and it needs to have at least one door. And it's basically that simple. So the sky's the mm-hmm. limit in terms of what you want to design for a chimney cabinet. And then... Uh, good friends of the MWA, Rusty Burwell and Rob Boas have displayed at the show, uh, Morton, uh, lots of guys in the Boston area and from other parts. So if you, if you're anywhere near Boston and can be up there that weekend in February, definitely build yourself a chimney cabinet and, and get up on the show. It's a very good time. And if you're going to be in New England, right around the Boston area this late, this February, there's also going to be the furniture project brought in, brought to you by tw- in, uh, in 2014. What's going on with that event? Well, the Furniture Project is a show put on in Boston. It's part of the Boston Home Show. Mm-hmm. Not really associated with them. It just uses some of their exhibit space. And they try to showcase custom furniture designers in and around the Boston area. And there are lots of them. And you go there, you're going to meet some fantastic furniture guys. Kevin Mack comes to mind, who's not a name a lot of people know, but he is an insane furniture and cabinet maker. Mm-hmm. Um, so Furniture Project in 2014 will be at the Seaport World Trade Center, which is in Boston, right on the waterfront. It's February 21st through the 23rd. And as in past years, they've announced a category where if you build within the category, present your piece to them, and then uh, once they accept it, they're typically very accepting of pieces that are submitted to them, you'll get to display the piece as part of their display within the show. So this cool. year, the, the piece is the ch- it's a chimney cabinet. Huh. It's a pretty Yeah, it's a pretty loose regulations in terms of what you need to do i think they give you uh essentially a box it needs to fit within and i think it has to have one door and i believe those are the only rules they're they're very simple basic rules and yeah, to, I, lear- to learn to learn more no problem to, to learn more about it you can go to designbuildshow.com and click on blog and you'll read about the uh about the chimney cabinet for this year and um you can also follow the links in our show notes Great. Yeah. I mean, that chimney cap, it's one of those projects that'll fit just about anywhere in any house because it's so narrow and it's got such a small footprint. But because it's smaller, it fits a lot of stuff and you have some shelves in there to do stuff. So it actually fits in pretty well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I wish, uh, wish we could make it up to Boston. I would actually be inclined to build one. Yeah. Well, fortunately for you, it's a lot closer than it is for me. But, you know, again, you can never tell with the weather these days. So, <laughs> you know, it's easier there to get might be a half an inch of snow. You never know. Yeah, if it's happening just snow in Boston, I don't think they'll even notice, okay? Um, also, speaking about people traveling to areas, uh, Diami, I think that um, there's going – wow, this is like the whole Diami show. There's a, a fine woodworking is holding some live cat classes at the woodworking shows in Somerset, New Jersey. That it used to be you – know, now, when I lived there a long time ago, it was the Garden State Performing Arts Center, correct? I believe it still is. 
Okay. It's the Garden. It's the Garden State something. Okay. Um, it's a big beige building in Somerset. Uh, I'm sorry to say I don't know my, my New Jersey names. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what's um, going on over here at the woodworking show? What's what's going on? Well, um, the woodworking shows have been working to increase their educational component over the past couple of years. I know Andy Chin classes outside of the actual show. You can come early in a couple of days and take a take a class right with him. Um, mm-hmm. Well, this year, Matt Kenny and Mike Pekovic of Fine Woodworking are going to be at the woodworking shows in Somerset, and I'm pretty sure that they're only going to the Somerset shows. That's certainly the one that's closest to them in Connecticut. Well, maybe the one sure. Massachusetts is, but it's still pretty close. Um, so it's that same weekend of February 21st to the 23rd are when the woodworking shows are in Somerset, and I believe all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Matt and Mike are going to be giving classes, and that's something you need to actually sign up for before you arrive. And there's links in our show notes. And if you go to the Woodworking Show's website, you'll be able to find links to it. Um, if you ha- There are classes on, on sharpening, on bench accessories. It's escaping me what they are, but they're good fundamental classes. Kind of stuff they showed us when the MWA visited Fine Woodworking and the stuff I've seen them do at Fine Woodworking Live, which is probably why they're calling it Fine Woodworking Live classes. Um, but definitely classes worth checking out if you're going to go to the woodworking shows in Somerset. And if you're anywhere near New Jersey, please do go to the woodworking shows in Somerset because there's a much better chance I can drive to New Jersey than to Boston that weekend. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you know, you've got a, you know, it, it draws from such a large area, Pennsylvania and, and New York went to, for that show in New Jersey. So it's a, you meet a lot of woodworkers there. Pretty good show, yes. and it has certainly been getting much better for the past three or four years. It's been getting better and better every year. So I'm, I'm excited to go and see it this year. Nice. Hey, and Diami, since we have you, there's another thing going on. The Northeastern Woodworkers Association 25th Annual Showcase. What is going on in Saratoga, Saratoga Springs? This is the Northeast Northeastern Woodworkers Association is a, I don't know exactly what their size is, but from the impression that I get as an outsider, is a very big woodworking club. And they it's put on a, a show. Area. Yeah. <laughs> They put on a show in Saratoga every year, and I only make it – I've been to three or four. I'm usually not paying attention, and all of a sudden I realize it's this weekend that I can't do it. So I went looking, and I figured I should mention it to other people too, that the weekend of March 29th and 30th in Saratoga, up in upstate New York, just north of Albany, um, they're having the Northeastern Woodworkers Association 23rd Annual Showcase. And they have pieces on display. The last time I was there, I think it was two years ago, and some of the finished pieces that members had built – were absolutely stunning. Some of the prettiest furniture I've ever seen. Um, you could, it's worth going just for those pieces on display. But then they've also got a very nice marketplace, and they do classes. This year, Garrett Hack and Sheila Landry are going to be teaching. Uh, top of my head, I'm not sure what they're going to be teaching, but they do seminars, and I've taken seminars there from other authors. It's just a, a great event to go to. And Saratoga is a nice town. It's quiet in February or mm-hmm. March, well, uh, yeah, but March, still yeah, well worth yeah. going to. Um, so if you if you can make it up to Saratoga for the weekend, you, you'll definitely enjoy yourself at the show. Nice. There's another opportunity. And Chris, yes, I understand there's something else going on too. You just uh, you just popped a link up for him. No, us. actually, what's, what's what I would uh, it, it's not an event coming up, but um, there's a uh, just one of the things that I've noticed around the web quite a bit lately. I've saw a lot of pictures of of this guy's work uh, posted around, and uh, I thought it would be cool to mention and maybe talk about for a sec because. Uh, some pretty neat stuff. Um, there's a picture that's been going around the web of this. This basically, it's a it's a box like a cardboard box with filled full of cash, and uh, and it's yes. completely carved so and impressive. painted. Yep. 
It's uh, Randall Rosenthal is the the guy's name, and there's a, a link that we'll have in the show notes there. But it is unreal. I mean, it completely looks real. If this box was sitting there, and the cardboard looks like cardboard, and the the money it looks, looks like it, money it, with, it with it just doesn't bands. look like cardboard. It looks like it looks like worn cardboard. like worn old cardboard like that's wore out. Yes, the money's bent up and crinkled up and curled up and rubber bands around it. And uh, if, you can actually, um, if you'll go to the show notes and, and take uh, a look at the link on it, uh, the guy's actually done a lot of other stuff. He's done some comic books and other money and uh, and things like that. And, it, I mean, it's absolutely amazing the, the talent that this guy's got for uh, for carving uh, for carving these things out and then painting them to the detail that they uh, they look realistic. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, if you saw that on the street, you'd want to pick it up. I mean, it looks like a cardboard box full of money. It is. It's the kind of thing that I I, I must have been forwarded about 150 times from friends and relatives. Said, Tom, you need to start doing this. Well, I'm not that good yet. <laughs> so that's get on that Tom. Right Tom. I'll, I'll start working on it today. Hey, so, one other thing that's going on, just so so y'all know, uh, next week is Get Woodworking Week 2014. So if you aren't familiar with the concept, Get Woodworking Week is a call to woodworkers to to uh, to get out there and teach what they know. Um, it's a call for people who may be considering doing some woodworking to get off their butts and go out into the shops and try some stuff. Um, you know, by all means, uh, you know, we, we want to get as many woodworkers involved in trying to spread the word that woodworking is an awesome craft. And um, there's a lot of things you can learn and do. Um what I'm going to do is work as a clearinghouse for a lot of the articles. Uh, so if any bloggers are out there and you want to participate, um, just write something on your site and then send me a link and I'll be able to link to it. And um, I think we could also pop it up on the uh, on the MWA page too. Some of the some of the great uh, entries that make uh, that make get woodworking a great deal. So if you want to, just be sure to you know uh, get out there and start woodworking. I mean that's that's the key to the whole event. That's it. Sweet. Well, you heard enough about weather and everything else. Right. But we have the new fine woodworking editor with us. Um, I'd like to everybody put your hands together for Tom McKenna. Welcome. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Great. Doing great. Thanks. Thanks for coming out on a on a cold night. Well, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, it was a long uh, a long trek. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, now, you did have to, have to put you a lot of computer. <laughs> you're not snow. You you're not snowed in with an inch of snow, are you? <laughs> oh no, no! It takes four feet to snow us in. <laughs> well, thanks for making that long walk down the hallway to sit in your computer and join us for 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 the for the podcast. Well, it's um, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. But let, oh, our pleasure. Yeah, it's all our pleasure. Um, question for you: How did you get started with fine woodworking? To just just begin laying out what it is you know that got you involved over there. Well, I started sweeping the floors in uh, 1998. Nice. Um, no, actually, I've I've been at Taunton Press since 1991, and I started at Fine Home Building, uh, working as a copy editor, and I worked there for a few years. And I worked over in books, and I came back to Fine Woodworking as the copy editor in '98, and um, around 2003, I think it was. No, 2004. Asa, Christiana, and Anatole Birkin, who was the editor at the time. Um, tried to convince me to come over to the other side and start developing articles because I had such an interest in, in working with wood and, and, you know, building furniture on my own. And, uh, they thought it was a good opportunity for me to, uh, to advance. And so I took the plunge and I've been, uh, doing it ever since. 
Outstanding. Now, how'd you get into woodworking to begin with? I mean, you say you started with home, but did you start as a carpenter? Did you did you start doing that? No, you know, I I started woodworking when I was in ninth grade, and uh, you know, I I took it in high school shop class, and in uh, the editor's letter that I wrote for the first issue that I actually pushed out the door, I talked about how since I was a kid, I was always taking stuff apart and building things and just fussing with things. And uh, Mm -hmm. when I discovered woodworking in ninth grade, it was eye-opening. And um, so I took woodworking all through high school. And uh, I didn't have it in, you know, I stopped doing it in in college because I didn't have any workshop or anything. So I just continued doing carpentry. So I was building decks, doing remodeling, did some electrical work, and I just kept on doing that kind of stuff. And I would take... um, these high school adult woodworking classes, you know, once I graduated high school and once I moved to Connecticut, uh, just to build stuff that I needed for my apartment. So I, I kind of kept my hand in it. And then when I moved over to find woodworking, I, we had a, we, well, we still have a great shop. So it really, uh, helped me out a lot. Plus I have a lot more, uh, a lot better teachers now. You know, I have a whole <laughs> staff of guys that are like way better than I am. So I kind of milk them for all I can get. It seems to be a trend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, though. You talk about, you know, getting started, just, you know, building some stuff for your own place and stuff. You know, it seems to be kind of how most workers, I think, in general kind of get started in things. They just, you know, kind of out of necessity and 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 an, an interest in just building something for yourself and, and going out and buying it instead. So, uh, you know, I think it's good for people to hear that that's how most people start. They don't start you know, a professional woodworker, you know, they, they get started into it, uh, just, just learning and you, you develop and, and try to learn from others around you over time. Yeah. We, what we find, well, when I've been on the road, I've talked to people who, who are, you know, doing woodworking and I find that a lot of them get into it sort of, you know, they buy their first house and they do some remodeling and they remodel and remodel. And next thing you know, they're almost finished with remodeling and they still want to keep doing things and they have all these tools. And so like the logical step is say, Hey, I want to build a garden bench. And then, Hey, I want to build a table for my kitchen. So I think it, there's a natural evolution to it. There is. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we waited on you yes. now. <laughs> He's having audio problems. Okay, we're going to move on. Okay. We'll okay. move on. Sorry, Diami. <laughs> we'll move on with Adam. Working for Taunton and, Oh, forget it. Okay, Yami, be quiet. Okay, here we go. Um, you've been okay. You've been the editor now for a few months. Um, first of all, is it everything you thought it would be when you when you when you were a kid growing up, thinking, "Boy, I want to be the editor for Fine Woodworking." Is it everything you wished it would be? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's surprising. I I I really never thought I would be in this position. Um, but it's a dream job, you know, because I get to work with not only you know, my staff is wonderful, but, you know, I get to go and travel and meet guys like you on the road. Um, I get to work with, I've worked with Garrett Hack, um, Tim Coleman, Michael Fortune, you know, some really heavy hitters in the wood. Yeah, those are big names. Yeah. And, you know, I get to go to their shops and I'm basically getting one-on-one woodworking lessons. And it's really, you know, I'm, I still sort of consider myself a hack, <laughs> but <laughs> not a Garrett I, hack, right? No, no, but I've okay. grown, you know, just by going and seeing these guys work, I've really come to appreciate their fastidiousness for details. And, um, it's really helped me understand 
what craftsmanship is all about, and it, and it right. gives me something to strive for. So uh, it's really helped me. And, you know, I, I actually graduated college, and I thought I'd be working in radio, and I wound up working in newspapers and didn't have much luck uh, in that field, got laid off a few times because of staff cuts. And oh. I started working in yeah. these uh, how-to magazines, and it sort of led me to find woodworking, and, and it's a great place to be. I mean, you know, but when, when you got, I mean, since you've only been there for a few months, what, what's the biggest surprise you've experienced? I mean, you know, there's got to have been a surprise or two when, when you, once you started in that position. Um, the, the, the biggest surprise is that I have no time to do my work. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's the biggest transition is, you know, is first having to be available for various meetings with, you know, my publisher, my staff and, um, advertising all sorts of things in that in that realm but there's also the idea that i have to um help train people and keep the menus rolling it's really a big job and i it took me probably about a month and a half before i felt like i was you know taking control of the boat it okay. really was you know i stepped into a a whirlwind and as soon as you know the the uh, the transition happened it was bang bang and so suddenly people were logging on and, and uh, you know, sending meeting requests via Outlook and suddenly my whole day would be booked up. So <laughs> it, it took a while to kind of manage my time better. And it took a while also to realize that my job was completely different from what I was doing before. So right. it's, uh, it, it is a big change. So so yeah, what do you I, think with, with you at the, the helm there? I mean, is, is there going to be any changes? Or are you going to kind of keep status quo or, or how, how does that work with, with you guys? Well, I wouldn't call it status quo. I think, you know, most of the changes that will happen won't be visible on the outside. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, we have a great uh, workflow. We have a great uh, menu already lined up. So it's, you know, my idea is to try to get more, um, you know, keep the fun, keep keep things keep things rolling, rolling. I mean, it, it's a hobby um, and, and for, for most people. And uh, it's the idea of maintaining the fun aspect of it and trying to get different tastes and, and really trying to keep a good mix of, you know, different styles, um, handwork versus power tools, sometimes both. Um, it's really just trying to keep it lively and moving along. Great. I mean, yeah, that's, I guess it's a challenge. You know, you want to you put a little bit of your own personality into it. Yeah, but you know, but but maintain that you know maintain that consistency where everybody's come to expect because you've got one of the well-known brands out there, right? And and to me, you know, I don't. It, it's not me at the. I don't want to be the face of it. You know, I'm. It's mm -hmm. sort of. I want to keep it. You know, it's the reader written magazine, and really the stars are the writers and the authors and the people that are doing our our videos and things like that. So, right. you know, I'm just trying to keep the business end rolling along, trying to plan good menus and keep the readers happy. Hey, Tom, I know that uh, you know the publishing world has changed tremendously over the past years, and uh, you guys have that great online presence. Um, are there any cha plans to to change, to improve, to make better the uh, online presence for the magazine? You know, we we are uh, we're in the midst of uh, our strategic planning sessions where we look at our goals for the upcoming year, and we we do have plans to tweak the website a little bit. No major redesigns, but we're we're really looking to ramp up our video project content. Um, we're exploring e-learning opportunities where we're getting uh, really well-known teachers like uh, Tim Rousseau to do 
online learning for us. Mike Pekovich is, is uh, working on a video workshop on hand tools. So uh, we're really ramping up our digital content. So you'll see a lot more in that realm. Um, but nothing, you know, I don't have any real uh, major announcements about any changes yet until we have our discussions and we put everything on the table, have our chats and our disagreements. And uh, once we have that plan up, uh, you know, we should be able to announce it via blog or, you know, maybe we'll just roll it out. That's the best way to do it. Just roll it out and kind of introduce people as you go. Yeah. And then, you know, what's great about the web and, and digital in general is that it's easy to react and make changes as you're working. So, um, you know, we're always trying to get better at it. And uh, when we see things that aren't working, we can just take it down and say, well, that didn't really work out so well. So let's try something different. You know, and, and one thing with the magazine, too, is, it, you know, not just the, the online, um, you know, the website and stuff, but, you know, a lot of people are getting to where they use digital editions and stuff. So that's um, that's pretty much like I, I've started most of the magazines now. I've started doing the digital, and I like books, and I like holding books in my hand. I even like holding magazines, but the convenience of being able to take my tablet around and, you know, and have whatever magazine's there. So, you know, I've got an iPad, and it, you know, the the fine woodworking looks fantastic in it. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's great. Um, really looks good. And Diami, he's kind of having a hard time right now. Um, um, his audio, audio keeps yeah. cutting up, uh, but he, yeah. you know, he said the same thing on the, on the windows eight, you know, that, uh, you know, the app for that was just fantastic. So, uh, well, you know, that stuff has I, really come along. I, I, I'd heard uh, good things about, you know, um, the iPad version, but I hadn't heard any really fee any, any feedback from, um, people using Windows, so that's good to hear. Well, Tommy's yeah. a resident Windows geek, so he uh, he definitely uh, if you have something Windows you want to test, Tommy's your man to check with. So, oh, good to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely keep him in the Rolodex just in case you need to hit him again. Tom, you know it, it's it, you know we're 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 kind of you know getting ready to wrap up here in a little bit, but I just want to you know ask you something. I mean, you you've got this magazine now. You're looking as the editor of this magazine. What I mean, what would be the one thing you'd want to see happen in the next year what would be that one goal what, a year from today when chris has another inch and a half of snow and it, and it closes down atlanta right. what, what do you want the magazine to do is there any like pressing immediate goal right now wow um you know i'd love I'm telling to guys uh, the tough ones <laughs> I, i'd love to to see our subscriptions either stay the same or go up that would be mm -hmm. uh i would have a party if that happened um <laughs> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> It's it's uh that's that's a really tough question. Um, I think if I can get through, if I look at right now, I'm still working with menus that were planned before I took over. If I can look back a year from today, I'll have probably four or five issues under my belt. If I look back and and I feel good about the mix and I've gotten good feedback from everyone, I, I think I'd feel pretty good. You know, it's it. It's really, then I'll feel like I, you know, I did a good job. Because right now, like I said, I'm still, you know, I'm working with content that I didn't really develop that much. And so it's not 100% mine yet. And okay. it, it won't be until probably after we ship our tools and shops issue. And then, uh, you know, there'll be a few years, a few uh, issues under, under my belt. And then I can look back and say, Hey, that was a nice mix. That was a good article. And then I'll have feedback from people saying, Hey, either you did a good job or you really uh, blew that one. So you it, it's a uh, drawing board. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, 
you know, a year is a is not a long time in, in magazine publishing. It's really only seven issues. So mm-hmm. you you get seven tries um, per year to to do a good job. And you know, I think if I uh, if I get good feedback and I like what I see, then then I'll be pretty darn happy. And if subscriptions stay the same or go up, I'd be right. like I said, I'll be having a party. <laughs> hey, one one more thing I'd like to ask Tom while you're while you, while we've got you on. Um, you know, um, we attended the you know Fine Woodworking Live uh, this last year. Um, at least, I mean, Diami and I did. And uh, what what do you what do you see that happening this year? I mean, how's that? A Fine Woodworking Live will not be happening this year. Really, um, we. Yeah. We're taking oh. we're taking a hiatus from it. Um, part of the issue is, you know, we're having a hard time finding it to be very profitable. And um, we all had a good time doing it, but we're having trouble with the venue. We had feedback where the location wasn't great. The venue itself was great, mm-hmm. but the the location for, for for attendees was not ideal. So we're looking at different options and hopefully we'll be back with it um at some point but right now that's all part of our our planning process is we're looking at different options of uh maybe we're going to take it on the road maybe we're going to find a different venue out of state maybe we'll find a different venue in state so all all things are on the table we don't it's not going going to die but it's going through a a bit of a transition period where we we just really want to rethink it and find maybe a more efficient way to handle it sure well i well, hope so, that I mean, uh, a- yeah it comes along because i mean we we really enjoyed it and uh you know same like uh in in the two years there it uh had a lot of developments in it so yeah we'll look forward to yeah. uh, hearing where that goes yeah we had you know i had a great time last year myself and and everyone who who attended seemed to have a good time but you know in the end we want to show that 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 appeals to a broader audience we sure. want to try to reach People that aren't necessarily our magazine subscribers, yeah. and uh, we want to see how how we can do that better. And right. one of the things that we will be doing is, you know, Mike Pekovich and Matt Kenny are going on the road to the to the woodworking show. So we're going to be kind of taking fun woodworking live on the road, trying to take some of those seminars that um, that you guys had seen, and we'll be presenting them at different places across the country, um, depending do, do on you- where. Do you know how many shows they're going to do on that? Is that going to be quite a few or? Uh, right now, initial plans are, is just the New Jersey show. Mm-hmm. And we're in discussions with uh, the guys who run the woodworking shows to figure out a real solid plan going forward. They're eager to work with us. And, you know, we don't think it will replace Fine Woodworking Live. That's sort of a different brand, but uh, sure. we think it's a, a great way to reach people and uh, to bring our brand to, to, to different, uh, to people who haven't read the magazine before, perhaps. It definitely brings it to a different audience. So, I mean, I, I can definitely see where that would, that would be helpful in kind of spreading the word out there to some, some different, uh, different people other than your, your current readers. So, uh, hope yeah. to, uh, hope to see them down in Atlanta. Yeah, definitely. get tired of the winter weather, if you get tired of the winter weather, you know, you are going to, it is the show is coming to Tampa. Right. Oh, that sounds good. It's hey, are you, guys, are you guys be well, Chris? Will you be at IWF this year? Um, I will. Yes, I'll be there. Yep, most definitely. Well, we'll be there too. Right. <laughs> we'll see you there. Outstanding. Well, Tom, that that about wraps it up for tonight. I really want to thank you for coming out. It sounds like you have some exciting plans over at Fine Woodworking, and we're looking forward to uh, talking to you again. Would you mind coming back again later to give us an update? No, not at all. I, you know, I'd be happy to after we, uh, you know, I get through these meetings that that will go on for a couple of weeks. You know. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I can come back and give you a, once we have stuff on paper, we can, I can come back spring and we can talk yeah. more and, and maybe I'll have some more information about, you know, who's on the road and who's going to be appearing where. And, um, you know, we'll have a better, some more answers for you guys. Perfect. Outstanding, outstanding, Tom. Hey, thanks again for coming. That was a great, a great conversation. And, um, I know there's a lot of subscribers out there who are interested in finding out what the future holds for, uh, for, for fine woodworking. And definitely thanks for coming on and taking the time to talk to us. Well, thanks a lot. It's still, it's a strong franchise and, uh, I'm going to keep it going strong. We're looking forward to it. Outstanding. That just about wraps it up for the show. So, uh, if you're missing us already, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search the Modern Woodworkers Association. Once you're subscribed, you'll be sure to never miss another exciting episode. This one was going to take the cake. Um, while you're in iTunes, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating. It helps our rank so others can find us more easily. If you want to find more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com. Follow the MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national. You can like the MWA on Facebook or circle the Modern Woodworkers Association on Google+. And while you're there, you can join the MWA Google Plus community for project-sharing discussion and loads of woodworking banter. Until next time, I'm Chris Atkins of HighRockWoodworking.com, or you can find me at HighRockWW on Twitter and all those other places. I am Diami Plotke of PenultimateToWoodshop.com. I am at Diami Plotke, that's D-Y-A-M-I-P-L-O-T-K-E, on the Twitters. And I'm the resident shop monkey, Tom Iovino of Tom'sWorkbench.com. And uh, at Tom's Workbench on Twitter, I don't know how we're going to follow this one up, but we'll see what we can do. Until then, we wish you all happy sawdust. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.